Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our gospel lesson is from Gospel of Luke that we have been reading through, and I haven't mentioned this, uh, I don't think, for a few weeks, but this whole second half of Luke started uh, six or seven weeks ago uh, with Jesus finally setting his eyes on Jerusalem. He has been on his path, his final trip to Jerusalem at this point. Uh, He knows what he is going there for, to be betrayed and crucified and to rise from the dead. He's there finally to fulfill his mission. So there's a sense of an urgency here in all these encounters that Jesus has with with, uh, people. And uh, today's passage is uh, occurring just a few verses after last week's passage, that parable of the rich farmer. Uh, And in between, Jesus has uh, talked about, look at the lilies of the field, how God clothes them. Don't worry uh, about how God is going to take care of you. And then Jesus continues with these words. And so hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you through these words from Luke's Gospel. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves." But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Here ends the reading. (coughs) And thanks be to God. I had an image while reading that of uh, Downton Abbey. I don't know if any of you... Have watched that show, and uh, I guess what's the the Lord's name? Great Lord Grantham. That sound right? The guy that runs the house, whoever the Lord is. I just I had this picture of him and coming home late, and the servants being ready, and then him saying, "Well, let me cook you a meal, and let me serve you." Probably not going to happen, but in God's kingdom, God's kingdom, that happens. Um, but last week. Jesus offered his parable of the rich farmer. A man had come up to Jesus and said, arbitrate for me uh, an inheritance between my brother and I. And Jesus told this parable of the rich farmer, the farmer who who had this abundance of crops, so abundant that he didn't have a a place to store all the excess uh, over past years. And so he decides to tear down his barns and build bigger ones. Instead of being satisfied with enough, he decides that he wants more and wants it all for himself so that he could then 
sit back and look at these brand new large uh, storage bins and, and say to himself, ah, now I have made myself safe for the future. I have prepared my future and now I may sit back and relax and eat and drink and be merry. Which sounds kind of like a good life, yes? But it fits those myths of the self-made man and the myths of the comforts of riches. Because God said to the man, you fool. Tonight your life is demanded of you. And then what good will all these possessions be? And who shall own them after you are gone? So we have that parable, uh, and then Jesus follows it up with this teaching. He's still with that same group of people that he's been teaching, where he says, make treasure in heaven. Make treasure in heaven. The treasures of God's realm, the realm that is already here, that God is wanting us to, to live into, to live into the treasures of God's realm, and God's realm's treasures are love and generosity, mercy, Justice, compassion, the fruits of the Spirit, thou, those are the treasures of God's kingdom. Those cannot be destroyed by moth or rust. Those are the permanent treasures, the treasures that really matter and will endure. And I said in last Sunday's sermon that the, the paradox of these treasures, the paradox of these heavenly treasures, is that they're permanent because they're shared. It's by giving them away that we have them. And they will live with us forever. We will have those forever. The things that we hoard to ourselves, the treasures that we lock up for our own use, are impermanent and are transient, and they will be taken away from us someday. Whether those are treasures in a literal sense, like gold or money, um, stocks and bonds, diamonds, think of treasure chest, uh, or whether they're uh, other intangible treasures like fame or power uh, or influence or territory. Like we might say, this is my place, this is my church, my community, my country, my whatever, uh, our group, our community, and you're not allowed in. That's a, also a kind of buying into earthly treasures. And there is no one at the end of their life, at their funeral, there's no one, or at least not very many, it may depend on the community or the family, but not very many people at their funeral get applauded because of their greed or their stinginess or their selfishness or their grab for power or their abuse of power. Don't get applauded for that. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? What do you treasure? Is what you treasure where your heart is? Or is it not? Does your bank statement or your budget or your calendar of activities agree with what you just thought about what you treasure? Are those aligned 
or is there uh, some opportunity here to, to realign things in your life? I think Jesus would have our hearts aligned toward treasuring generosity and relationships and love and other people. That's what Jesus would have us treasure and align our hearts with. Because through generosity, there's life. We find life in generosity or any of the other spirit fruits, any of the other things that God would have us do is where we find real life because it's shared. A life that's lived just for ourselves or just within is not a full life. We're called to community. We're people of fellowship. Not just in the church, but I think just as human beings, we are intrinsically called to be in community with one another. And Jesus goes on to say also to be ready, to be prepared, to pay attention. And there are many calls in that, but one of those calls is to live in the present, to be mindful of the moment, to be mindful of of the time that you're in right now. Live in the here and now. Because you might not have tomorrow. We don't know. We never know. Or tomorrow, things might change. Things might be radically different tomorrow. So be mindful. Live in today. If you knew what time your house was going to be broken into, you'd stay home. And either stop the burglar or catch the burglar. But we don't know when that's going to happen. It happens when we're away. When we cease to be mindful, when we cease to pay attention. Yeah, and not everything that the rich farmer here said is, is wrong. There is a biblical call to eat, drink, and be merry. To celebrate the goodness of life and the goodness of God's gifts. But the farmer says it this way. He says, soul, after he's built his barn, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Now relax, eat, drink, and be merry. And that is very different than the other biblical phrase, to eat, drink, and be merry, or tomorrow you die. Or tomorrow you may die. The first one, the rich farmers, denies the sovereignty of God. All the credit goes to him. He has stored up his treasures. He has ensured his own future. And now that he's taken care of, he's going to rest easy. It's self-focused and it's arrogant. The latter one admits to our impermanence and admits to God's sovereignty. It's a celebration of life right now. Live well today because today might be the last. As opposed to the rich farmers who, uh, the rich farmer who says live well today and tomorrow and the next day because I have guaranteed my own future. There's not much of God in that kind of thing. Live in the moment. Enjoy the day, live in the day that we have. And be ready and alert for Christ's presence and for God to show up in our lives 
in whatever way that it might be, an epiphany uh, or Christ present in someone else or an event, something that changes in your life that you are aware enough not to miss it, to go, ah, God was here. That was the movement of the Holy Spirit. At the Basilica last night, the priest told a a neat story. They also had the same gospel lesson last night. And he told a story back when he was in seminary. uh, The homiletics professor, the preaching professor, was teaching uh, the students how to read and how to be present in the pulpit and uh, and do all this good stuff. And uh, and so there was a student that had gotten up and did a reading, and, and it wasn't very good. It wasn't very passionate. There wasn't much life in it. Uh, and so after that, the, the professor whispered something into his ears and sent him back up to read again. And this time, the guy read with passion and fire and zeal, and it was really good and wonderful. And one of the other students asked the professor what he said to the other man. And the professor said, I told him to read it like it would be the last thing he ever read. Imagine greeting each moment that way. Living in each moment that way. What would that kind of church look like? What would that kind of community look like? What would that kind of life look like? The specifics might be different for each of us. But in general, what it would look like is a more faithful life. It would look faithful. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour, Jesus said. And so we wait and are watchful. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.